0: Go! I want to hear a little more of this. I got you've got me into this. There's no question. I salute you, Julie. You picked it. Hi, I'm Dennis Prager. This is Julie Hartman, and it's the Dennis and Julie podcast. And I want to say, even though some will object to my saying something wonderful about us, it's not about us. Well, it is about us. This is a unique venture in communication. It's so real and in the best sense, intimate. And I just needed to say that.
1: We mentioned Regis and Kelly last podcast, and it got me thinking, can we compare ourselves to Regis and Kelly? But no, they're so much closer in age than we are.
0: Well, I don't also, to the times that I saw it, I I don't think, look, it's not a knock on anybody else, but and, and it really isn't. They did a great job. But the the depths into which we enter in Definitely. terms of life and thought and our own lives. I, I, unique doesn't mean better. It just means unique.
1: Right. They were very pop culture heavy. Yes, and exactly. And, and they, they
0: were wonderful for what they did. Mm-hmm. But the, the, it's not... The age is the least of the of the differences. I mean, that's a big, big right. fascinating aspect to, to our podcast. Anyway, I just want you all to know that Julie had an experience <laughs> when she told it to me on the phone.
1: You were my first call. Uh-uh, thank you. Driving home after this happened, the first person I called was you. It,
0: your reaction was—it was, it was in, it, it, at least speaking to me. You—you mm-hmm. you were not only not traumatized; you were more fascinated. I think is that a fair word? Oh,
1: absolutely. When I came home and I told my mom, by the way, the audience is probably thinking, just, just tell it already instead of talking about it. But when I told my mom about it, when I got home, she said, were you embarrassed? Were you upset? Did it shake you? And I said, no, not at all.
0: That, just, that was obvious. I just thought
1: it was inter- It didn't shake me whatsoever. Yeah,
0: well, that, that's because that's you're you. Okay, so now tell everybody. Okay.
1: So on Thursday night last week, I was in Venice, California on a date. That would just be enough to tell. To make Dennis happy when <laughs> <Correct. laughs> I was on a date. You know I'm so busy nowadays and I can't go on many dates because of my schedule, but I decided to go on one. And I actually met him on a Jewish dating site. You'll be happy to know. And we... Um, so we're By the sp- way,
0: Julie's not Jewish.
1: I'm not Jewish. But
0: she's a, she's a Jew fan.
1: I am a Jew fan. Right. I, of course I am. At least
0: one of us is.
1: I'm certain... Sur- <laughs> I'm certainly an Old Testament Torah fan. Okay, yes. Because although me too, me I grew too. up secular, the little understanding I have I had of religion was rooted in the New Testament. Mm-hmm. So really reading your work was the first time I was exposed to the Old Testament. Anyway, so I'm on this date and we're sitting in a booth um on one side and then there's the booth kind of continues and then on the other side there's another table with another couple so we're kind of the two of us, two pairs of couples if you will are, are tucked into this area of the restaurant so it's very intimate and my date and I were just chit chatting and we're about an hour in and of course we're talking about my job and politics and we're going back and forth a bit and we noticed that the people at the next table were drinking some wine but you know, it was just an observation. They got a bottle between the two of them. So we're continuing. How old were they? They were in their 60s. They were a married, older married couple in their 60s. And so we're in our conversation about politics, and all of a sudden we hear the, the husband of the couple... Uh, say something to us, excuse me, I'm overhearing your conversation and I wanted to show you this. And he shows on his phone a picture of him at the White House with President Biden. And so I was just talking about how much I despise President Biden's policies and how I think he's one of the worst American presidents ever. And so I thought that he was overhearing that conversation. And I said, well, as you probably heard, I'm not a huge fan of that guy. But I said, good for you for meeting a U.S. president and how cool that you were able to go to the White House. Because I thought, you know what? I'm not going to get into. Thank you. I'm I'm not going to get into a fight. Honestly, I don't want to talk to you. I'm on a date. Yeah. But I'm going to be conciliatory. But I'm also not going to lie that I don't like the person. And especially if he said he was listening to our conversation, I assume that he was just listening to me rant about them. So the wife then cuts in and goes, "Well, do you like Trump?" And I said, "Yes." There are many things I like about Trump. And she goes, "What?" Do you like DeSantis, that guy in Florida? And I said, I love DeSantis. And she erupted at me. Are you effing kidding me? I mean, she's, again, she didn't say effing. I'm just saying effing because we're on a podcast. She was saying the full F word. Are you effing kidding me? She goes like this on the table. Are you effing kidding me? You like Trump? You like DeSantis? I remember she said, You're in effing Venice, California, and you like Trump and DeSantis. Oh my God. And then
0: yeah, go on. No, no, yeah, I want to no, hear no, your no, reaction. No, 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 go okay. on. Okay.
1: And then she she turns and she goes, she points at the two of us and she goes, Oh, this isn't gonna work out. You can't date her. She's crazy. You should leave now. This is not going to work out. She's a Trumpster. She likes DeSantis. And I am just sitting there. You know, I wasn't stunned because the second I said I, you know, I'm not a big fan of that, that guy referring to Joe Biden, I could see the anger just coming up in her. And I waited until she was done with her tirade. And I turned to her and I said, you know what? You are confirming Every single stereotype I have about intolerant left-wingers, that they are incapable of having a civil discussion with people with whom they disagree. So congratulations. Again, you are actively confirming the stereotype I already had of you. And then she like starts you know, dropping f-bombs again, and I turn to her husband and I go, "Are you okay with this behavior?" And he just says nothing. He just looks at me blankly. And my date cuts in and goes, yeah, you, like, you should not be cursing at her. You've got to stop. That is so out of line. And the woman turns to her husband and says, but she's trying to obviously have me here. And she goes, oh, my God, she's crazy, referring to me. She's crazy. I can't take her. And I turned to the woman and I said, then don't. You, I didn't start talking to you. You started talking to me. You asked me about Trump. You asked me about DeSantis. I was just having a nice dinner. And so it, it was just, you can't, I mean, everyone in the restaurant was looking because this woman really? was screaming. Oh, yes. is that
0: interesting.
1: And luckily we were kind of at the end of the dinner and I scooted out um, after, you know, after we were done I
0: have so much to ask and say
1: and wait I'm sorry I know I'm going on but this is this is a crucial part of the story yeah so I leave I had a really early um meeting the next morning so I had to go um you know go home really fast but my my date walked me to my car I got in my car I, I drove home I called you when I got home he said I was waiting on the curb for a few minutes waiting for an uber and the Couple finished their dinner and they came out. And apparently the wife started cursing at my f- at my date and saying, how could you go on a date with a Trump supporter? How could you go on a date with a conservative? You Like, you can't see her ever again. And then my date apparently said to her, like, how many drinks have you guys had? And then she erupted at him and he just kind of went into his Uber and drove away. But can you believe a 60-year-old couple – in Venice, California, at dinner. It's cursing me out for saying that I liked parts of Trump and I liked DeSantis.
0: Do you know this story is so rich that we could do the whole hour on it? I, I, I really have so much to ask you and to say. First, I want you to know I had an analogous experience mm-hmm. at, at in Equinox, the, the upper echelon type gym. Which I was a member of for five years till they demanded vaccinations, and I quit.
1: Was it the one right here? Yes. Oh. There's one right next to our building.
0: Right. So uh, I now train privately with a trainer, but I, I used to go three times a week to Equinox. And out of nowhere, in the men's locker room, a guy, uh, I would say around my age, just starts screaming at me. He knew who I was. Screaming, uh, cursing, you effing fascists! Da, 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 da. Oh my
1: god!
0: Yeah. So, this stuff has no effect on me, and all I said was, "Sir, I just want you to know you're really ruining it for everybody in this locker room." <laughs>
1: yeah, exactly. Which
0: is really what I That's felt. a great since reaction. Since it, it meant nothing to me, mm-hmm. but but it's so narcissistic.
1: It is to start exactly. screaming
0: curses. With other people yes, around, you're,
1: you're disrupting. Yes, the, people the, want
0: exactly. You come to to these places to sort of relax. So, so then I analyzed afterwards what could I have done better, mm-hmm. and I said, oh, "What I should have done is immediately taken out my phone and videoed him." Sure enough, six months later, it happened again.
1: Oh, with the same guy? Same guy,
0: same curses, same fascist that I am. And I took out my camera. I remembered what to do and started videoing what him. What did he do? He was very nonplussed. So he took out his camera like I gave a damn. I mean, like I you, there aren't four hundred videos. I want to see this video. <laughs> I know, I would like to Two too. Of you. So <laughs> I then went downstairs, I showed them the video. They kicked him out of the gym permanently (gasps) that day.
1: Oh, that's great. It was, to their credit. So this, I'm just asking this solely out of curiosity. How old was the guy? What race was he? I I don't
0: know. I I would say late 60s, whatever, you know. He was a white guy. It's most, you know, it's mixed at the Equinox, at least certainly among the people who work there. And and, um, it just, he, 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 it's a sick dog. I mean, it, it's... But we don't have the equivalent. That's the point. It is inconceivable that a conservative couple would yell at a at a woman in her yes. 20s, or at any age, who was pro-Biden, start screaming in the middle of Alabama. You could have been in rural Mississippi. Totally. It wouldn't have happened.
1: Well, look how I started that interaction. Well, they started it by showing the photo. I said... I don't like that guy again because they said they heard our conversation. But good for you for meeting a U.S. president and for yeah, going that to was the very White House. Exactly.
0: That's how we speak.
1: That's how we speak. That's right. I could have said a lot worse things about no President kidding. Biden. No, no kidding. But I Who's wrecking the country? Because I value civility. That's right. But uh, yeah, this woman was a sixty-year-old so white woman. You
0: know what? My favorite line of the whole. St- what do you think my favorite line is? That I'm that she was uh, the, confirming yeah. every stereotype. No, 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 no. Her favorite. Favorite line that she said. Ooh. My favorite line of hers.
1: I mean, there are so many. I Either the Venice, so, California. Yes, that, yeah, you got that's it. That's my favorite line, too. <laughs> I'm like, oh, so you I'm mean, not allowed here i Yes, if I'm no, 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 that's the beauty. Got it.
0: That you have the
1: audacity I know. to
0: privately like, speak uh, in favor of Trump in <laughs>
1: Venice, Even California. Even if I privately <laughs> spoke in favor of Trump. <laughs> no,
0: obviously, I'm just
1: saying. Oh, he, she's like, this, <laughs> this is my territory. Yes, no. I mean, who the
0: hell let you in?
1: Exactly. They
0: live in a cocoon. Mm -hmm. Again, in rural Mississippi, where 90% of the votes were for Trump, I can't imagine somebody saying, You are pro Biden here in (laughs) Muckalooca, Mississippi?
1: It's a free country. It wouldn't occur to them. They might
0: laugh. They might think it odd. Yes. Oh, my God. It wouldn't
1: occur to them to curse and to get so angry Uh, and to say something.
0: The the narcissism, like with my guy in the locker, Mm -hmm. I, I, I mean it when I said my reaction the first time was. A sincere one. You're screwing up the experience here for all of them. Of course. I mean, I don't care. I'm, I'm cursed at all the time. It means nothing to me. But, but, uh, But to do that, like, your sentiments are above all.
1: Yes. Well, I... I almost cut in when she said that Venice, California line and said, oh, so I'm not allowed here if I'm conservative. But actually, I was very silent throughout her whole tirade because I was so interested to hear what she had to say. Every new insult was endlessly fascinating to me. So I just kind of let her go until she stopped and then I hit back. But what's so funny... (laughs) About this whole thing is that when she was done screaming at me, and then when I responded, so basically when the whole interaction was over, I turned back to my date and he looks at me and he goes, Does this happen to you a yeah, lot?
0: That's a fair question.
1: <laughs> and I thought he's never going to date me.
0: <laughs> well, no, that is, of course, my question. How did he. So, more than. You, he was you- great.
1: He handled it beautifully. He did? Yeah, he did.
0: Oh, good. I'm glad. Mm-hmm. So, so that made a positive impression on you
1: but i just thought oh i'm scaring this guy off and the answer is no this actually doesn't happen to me a lot of
0: course and it doesn't happen to me a lot Mm -hmm. my i it's almost never happens to me that my equinox was as rare as your thing my my question is is you know his, his his reaction because you explained to me he's not exactly conservative but he's not exactly liberal right is he apolitical?
1: No. Well, he's not terribly interested in politics. Did he
0: know you from, at all from public life, from your no. public life? No. Oh, that's interesting.
1: But once we matched, then you know he Then he did look it he up. He did look it up. Did yes. he ever
0: see one of these podcasts or your own podcast? I think so, yes. Interesting.
1: No, he was he was lovely about it and
0: so so supportive. Was he happy to, to be on a on a first date with a conservative?
1: It seemed like it. Again, he was very gentlemanly and very sweet and didn't run away when the Mm -hmm. woman accosted me and told him to do so. Told him Uh, to go, get out.
0: I would give a lot of money to be present when he told the story to his friends.
1: I know. I think about that. Like, (laughs) he goes back to his apartment and tells his roommate.
0: I'm having a nice time. (laughs) Sweet girl. And presume she's getting cursed out by this lady at the next table. You know what? You know you should have. Oh, it's too bad. I would. I'm sure this woman has heard of me, and it would have been oh. priceless to go. I, you know, I don't know why you're saying these things. I do a podcast with Dennis Prager.
1: Oh, you know what? I should have done? I should have pulled out my phone and showed them a picture of us. Yes, and go. You've got a picture to show. Oh, me. that's right. I've got oh a God, to show you. These
0: are the perfect examples of things you think of later. She, she
1: would have taken her bowl of pasta and, and, no, she, and thrown well, it at me. Well, I'm
0: not. She might have had a heart attack. <laughs> yeah.
1: And, Honestly, and, and I wonder
0: how her husband would have But reacted. you know
1: what was also, I mean, there were, as you say, we could do a whole show on it. There are so many things to analyze there. What was also equally as fascinating to me about her behavior was her husband's silence. I think of men as being, I mean.
0: Protectors. Per-
1: yes, protectors. And be yes, He just sat right. there yeah, like no, a no, sitting duck. Clearly. And he kind of, he had this like look of resignation, like she's just going to do this and right. I've got to take it. And then when I turned to him and said, are you okay with this behavior? He literally did not say anything to me. He just stared blankly at me and did not respond.
0: That's terrific. You said that, that, that wasn't in your recounting now. Oh, or was did I it? not say? Oh, it? maybe you did. I don't remember.
1: Sean's the the tiebreaker.
0: He doesn't remember either. Okay. That, oh, Sean, are you is...
1: not listening, huh?
0: What you doing over there in that control booth? He has some rock music in his headphones. <laughs> he well, reads lips. He in reads fairness,
1: lips. I told Shaw. I called you, and then I texted Sean. I called all my homies. How did
0: your parents react?
1: Oh, they thought it was absurd. They were they were more interested in my reaction to it. Mm-hmm than they were, you know, with Next with time will your video,
0: what, what, did, what did you decide for next time? Because hmm. that's the key in all of these, all of life.
1: I actually am not going to video, I mean, I think our situations were a bit different because this man really sounds like he was verbally assaulting you.
0: He was. That's all he was doing.
1: This woman was bad. I'm not trying to downplay it, but she wasn't as aggressive as that Equinox Uh man sounds. She was just more, honestly, just stupid. And I actually think... I mean, if, if it ever got to a point where it was really bad, I would take out my phone. But the reason why I may not do that in the future is, again, I am so interested to see how these individuals behave in those kinds of interactions. It's not that I want to prolong it, you know, longer than it needs to go. But again, I sort of let her go off because there's so much then to analyze. It's a window into her psyche, which I want to see.
0: See the interesting thing, the reason I, I like the video idea is if they're proud of their behavior, they shouldn't mind being videoed.
1: Right. Excellent point.
0: That that's the reason. When I took out my phone in the locker room, he stopped. Mm-hmm. And he took out his phone like it, like it, it's quid pro quo. It's a joke. I'm not doing anything, and mm-hmm. he's taking out. I, I didn't care. Right. Hi, how you doing? Right. So, that's the reason that I am adamant about recording what teachers say in schools.
1: Oh, of course. Why
0: aren't you proud of what you're saying mm-hmm. at school? Exactly. Why do you want it hidden? Mm-hmm. Yep. That proves that they they're propagandizing our children that they don't want parents or the community to hear what they say, whether it's first grade or postgraduate.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, I've talked about, again, many times on this program, the situation with my sister in, in the past with her horrible caretakers in her government-run group homes. And a few years ago, I mean, there, there have been several incidents of this. We would have the caretakers be extremely verbally abusive to us. And God knows how verbally and physically abusive they were being to Gina. But we just started pulling out our phones and recording them when they would do that. And to your point, they would stop. The second we brought out the phone and when they were yelling at us and saying these heinous things, they would cut it out, which indicates that they know that they're wrong.
0: See, I, for a living, am recorded. Right. Three hours a day, not to mention our podcast, Mm -hmm. not to Mm -hmm. mention my fireside chat. Yes. So... I know I'm on record, but the the vast majority of people are not on record for what they do. Right. And maybe maybe I don't mean privately. Mm-hmm. I don't mean this, you know, pillow talk with your husband or wife that should never be recorded. Of course. But or, or even what you say to your friends at a, at a lunch together. But stuff like this, she went public. That's the point. Mm-hmm. This woman went public on you, and it would be good to see how she would react. Are you proud of the way you're acting? Mm-hmm. By the way, that's what I do. If I told you this uh, uh, on um, a podcast, tell me. When I'll I remember, c- you will. It's a st- <laughs> it's great. I mean, that's, I love that trait in you because I don't. So when I get curses at me in email, which not often, but I get I get periodically. You're an effing piece of da, da 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 da, and so on. The whole thing is just expletives. And if they have a name and real email address, I I sometimes respond. Did I ever tell you this? No. Oh, you'll find this fascinating. This is my response, something to this effect. Mister So and So, it's always a man. I'm just I'm just curious do you have children? And the reason I am asking is, I have children. My dad, of course, had children. And I can't imagine a father being proud mm-hmm. to have his son or daughter read what you wrote yep. to me. Mm-hmm. Sincerely or as Dennis Prager. Not, n- never did I get a response. <laughs>
1: As a recent college graduate, I know the importance of an education that teaches you critical thinking and prepares you for the real world. That's why I encourage anyone considering higher education to consider the King's College. The King's College is a Christian liberal arts college with classes in New York City and online. Their core curriculum is based on a politics, philosophy, and economics track and teaches students how to interpret, question, and apply the most important texts throughout history. Whether you study business management, philosophy, pre-law, humanities, or one of the other majors and minors offered by the King's College, you'll be on the road to becoming a great leader. Graduates from the King's College have even gone on to my alma mater, Harvard, as well as other prestigious graduate schools at MIT and Georgetown. The drive and passion that is instilled in graduates of the King's College is what sets them apart and above from other students. So what are you waiting for? Apply to the King's College today for free at tkc.edu. That's tkc.edu don't just go to college go to kings start your journey at tkc.edu well the cursing is just a substitute for argument if that woman wanted to engage with me and say what do you like about trump or desantis or what we could have had an interesting dialogue but the curse it just are you effing kidding me about what can you specify what you're angry I, about? I
0: really, yes. They're I've, just writ large I, angry. By the way, it is very interesting. People say Trump derangement syndrome, which I now believe exists, mm-hmm. by the way. I did not use the term ever in his four years in office. Now I believe it exists. It's, it's not an incorrect term. People mm-hmm. have lost their ability to think rationally when you say Trump. However... It's a very important thing that she added to Santos.
1: That's what Sue said on the phone. So when I when I was driving home and I called you guys and I told that story, Sue made that comment and I thought it was so spot on. She said it would be one thing. I mean it's neither one is, you know, we're not condoning right either scenario. But it would be one thing if she got all hot and heavy about Trump. But then she actually, what set her off was when I said DeSantis, because when she, what she first asked me was, do you like Trump? And I said, yes, I like many things about him. And then she said, do you like DeSantis? And I said, I love DeSantis. And then that is when she started screaming. She didn't immediately start screaming after Trump. So it shows that the anger is not just directed, this is, this is a Seuss point, is not just directed towards Trump. It's directed towards any the, conservative. any conservative. If- any, any real any conservative, p- yeah, not I a mean, rhino.
0: <laughs> yes, that's fair to say. You
1: know, if I had said Liz Cheney, she would have been fine. So but I, I said wanna, DeSantis. I, I'll
0: move on. I want to show you something.
1: Okay. So
0: <laughs> this is in the New York Times Magazine mm-hmm. of just this past Sunday. Okay. So they had an article about schools. Can you guys see in in the uh, – can you zoom in? This is a sign-up in, in an American classroom.
1: Great zoom-in, my God.
0: Okay, so good. So what does it say? I, ho- I hope you know the world is better because you are in it. This is a sign-up. It's obviously in some elementary school class, I guess. So when I showed this to you right before the show, I said, there was never a hint of that in my life. From my parents, if you would have said, you know, Max, tell my father whose name is Max. Max, you should tell Dennis that the world is better because he is in it. My father would have continued puffing on his cigar, and would have said, "I'm sorry. What did you say?" <laughs> he he would have thought he heard the words, but not not really. If you would have told any of my teachers in my Jewish religious school. I think you should say to your students, the world is better because they're in it. Mm -hmm. The same thing. What are you talking about?
1: So when I walked in today before the show and you showed that to me, your reaction was, oh, my God, can you believe this? And I just looked at it and I was like, yep. Yep. Because I've seen a lot of that. Luckily, Where did you see it? Oh, it's school. I'll I'll give you an example, but before I do, I just want to say, my parents were the same way, are the same way. We're growing up, I remember my mom would say to me, Look, my world is so much better because you are in it. Oh, that, I love okay. you more than you know okay. anything. Right. But but she would say, like, you are she wouldn't say you are my world, but she would say, you know, you are the one of the best things that's ever happened to me. But I'm your mother The rest of the world Thinks their kids Are the best things That ever happened to them As much as I love you The world only cares About their family Or what's important to them You're not a marvel Writ large And I so appreciated that Because it made me feel loved It made me feel secure But it also gave me A reality check That I'm not going to Walk into the world And people are going to You know Kiss the ground That I walk on Well
0: you see Here is what the sign Should say Mm -hmm. If you wanted to use Virtually these words Mm -hmm. I hope you know that the world should be better Yes. because you were in it.
1: Yes. So I'll tell you an example of how I would see this growing up. At my high school, and this was back before my high school was really woke. You know I loved my high school, but now it is a cesspool, and it pains me to say it. It is an utter cesspool.
0: And and in such a short period of time. In such a
1: short period of time, there's been... Like You can't even believe the amount of radical changes that have occurred. Homework doesn't count. Participation doesn't count for a grade. You is can Is there retake any Did
0: they drop uh, that? Probably
1: not. I don't know. Uh, they have healing circles if you're offended. They, healing circles. Uh, 75% on average of every grade is either – the students are either trans, gay, or bisexual or – What's the other one?
0: Non-binary? Yeah,
1: but non-binary. It's, it's, it's actually accessible now. But when I went to it, I loved it. But it was still, you know, the, the woke stuff was starting to trickle in. Right. And I remember once a year, maybe it was Valentine's Day or there was, maybe it was like International Women's Day. They used to do this thing where you could write on a sticky note a nice message and then you could put it up around the school. So if you walked into the bathroom, the mirror would be covered with these sticky notes. And so often, see, this actually shows I was always a conservative. I I, believe that. I was always a, I just didn't have the vocabulary to express that I was conservative. People would write on these sticky notes, you are beautiful. You are important. You are kind. Like, go queen. And I remember, like, seeing it, and it's funny that you are beautiful one stuck to me. Maybe it's brutal to say, like, not everyone is beautiful who's going to be reading that. Or not everyone who's smart is going to be reading that or just saying, um, you know, you're you're perfect the way you are. No, you're not. No one is perfect the way they are. You're not perfect the way you are, Dennis. I'm not. And I just thought, like, these these platitudes are so asinine.
0: If you're perfect the way you are, why improve? Why exactly. work on yourself?
1: Exactly. No,
0: exactly. I'd like to know their answer. I, I mean, you and I know that's the question, right. but okay. I'd like to know what they would say to that. If I'm perfect, then there's no there's nothing to work on.
1: I think what they would say is that you, you know, it's not that you can't By the improve, way, this is the feminine
0: I've, influence on right, education. This, right. is, this is what I mean by the 92% oh, of, 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 of kindergarten teachers are female. This, this, unfortunately, is the bad side of femaleness. Well, a, there are bad sides to both sexes. Of
1: course. What they would say is it doesn't mean that you can't improve, but essentially... Whatever you look like or whatever your personality that's is, it's perfect. But not true. But, it, but I, I none totally of that agree. is true. I, I agree. Well, really what it comes down to is I actually don't think a lot of – I think their real answer, if you gave them a 100% effective truth serum, would be you just are perfect the way you are and you don't need to change. If you're sassy, that's not something that you need to quell. That's just a personality trait that should be rewarded. I, I said that sassy thing because there was a girl that went to my high school who was super – fresh and rude and sassy and, you know, would kind of talk back. And back in the day, a student would be reprimanded for that. And just socially, and also in the academic environment, I started to notice as time went on, she was rewarded for that or she wasn't punished. And it became kind of like, oh, well, that's just her. She's just sassy. I'm struggling. I don't want to say her name, but she you know that was just seen as a part of her
0: we wouldn't know even with the first right name, but, but a lot okay. of people listening I, no, no, would, would definitely that's, know yeah, very, i mean right. even
1: without the name a lot of people listening uh, I, know I exactly who i'm it, talking about it doesn't about. matter but i thought what it what a screwed up way to go about things you shouldn't be rewarding someone for talking back you should tell them knock it off and and be respectful to everyone around you
0: now let me tell you how this resonates this You know, you're all beautiful, you're all this, you're all Mm -hmm. that, right. So I am just completing the fourth of my five books of the Torah, the first five books of the Bible, my rational Bible commentary, the book of Numbers, which is the fourth book. But, yes, so it's both, it's the one time the the order in the Bible and my order are the same. Uh, It's my fourth and it's the Bible's fourth. Anyway... Chapter sixteen is about a re- the biggest rebellion against Moses that that is recorded. There are a lot of rebellions against Moses. This one was done by a man named Korach, and it's a, it, it, to be people who know the Bible. It's well known. Most people don't know about it. But why am I telling you this? This was Korach's argument on on overthrowing Moses's leadership. Mm-hmm. Who are you to to set yourself above us? We are all holy. This was the this was the first egalitarian. We are all holy. Boy, is that that... story
1: the biggest disclaimer against wokeism?
0: That's right, exactly. And leftism. It's the longest essay I think I've written. I write a lot of essays on different verses. It's Mm -hmm. part of my commentary. It's about 1,800 words on the Torah versus egalitarianism. Mm -hmm. But it shows you how deeply embedded it is. This is, woke is not new. I mean, non-binary is new. Right. But this notion, we're all terrific, Mm -hmm. is 3,000 years old at least.
1: Well, this segues nicely into something that you told me before the show and I think is, is so, so important. I believe you're writing your column on it this week. You said, if you want to raise good kids, teach them from the time that they are super young the following three words, life is hard. Yep. And I said, exactly, like, teach them that life is climbing a mountain. Okay. At all times you are climbing this mountain. Sometimes the part of the mountain is going to be a little steeper than others, or sometimes you're going to have parts of rest, or you may have people with you on the journey, but you are always climbing uphill. And the reason why I bring this up is people just think that we can, again, live in a utopia, where everyone just can be equal or everyone is just 100% perfect the way that they are.
0: Or life should be easy.
1: Right. And the sooner that you realize that we we actually, I mean, we're born equal, meaning that we're born in the image and likeness of God. We all have the same inherent dignity and worth as human beings. But we're not all equal in terms of our looks or our intellect or our capacities or achievements. Achievements. And the sooner you realize that, again, the happier you are. You, you ask me if I'm happier being a conservative, and the number one reason why I say yes is because I have, I have more embraced the hard truths of life, and that has given me a sense of comfort and, and understanding that I didn't have as much before.
0: I'm smiling because it's one of my uh, Julie smiles.
1: I love those. Thank you. And the viewers comment on them, too. Uh,
0: that's why I mentioned it. Yes. So, this, this reminds me of one of the revelatory sentences I read maybe 30 years ago, that leftists rebel, reject, and I remember the author was a woman, that's all I remember, and then she went into French for just these words, les faits de la vie, the facts of life blew my mind that's right leftism is based on a rejection like men and women are different Mm -hmm. every fact of life that disturbs them they reject Mm -hmm. that's why there is when i say truth is not a left-wing value it's not meant as an insult it's meant as a description they don't ask is it true they ask is it painful
1: I have a great response to that, and it's rooted in in something that I, you know, have personally thought about a lot. I used to really resent the fact that men just naturally enjoy sex more than women. I just always thought that's so unfair. Like, why are we the ones that have to give birth, and men are the ones, like, born with the the sex drive, and they get so much more out of it than women do? And once I realized that that's the case – Again, it was this weird just um, understanding or acceptance through understanding. And I actually think a big reason, I'm just kind of coming up with this now in my head, that hookup culture is as prevalent as it is on college campuses is because women, I think, also fundamentally resent that men enjoy sex and can just have casual, meaningless sex more than women. And they want to kid themselves into thinking that if they just behave a certain way and force themselves into it, then they can enjoy sex as much as men. But that's casual not the case. Sex. Casual I think sex. It, I think right, sorry. A... Yes, of course. It's not that women don't enjoy sex. Right. But they enjoy uh, yes, casual is a good disclaimer. And just, you know, men want it more frequently. Women don't. Men
0: want variety.
1: Right. So I think part of it is, again, that they're Instead of just accepting that it's a fact of life that men enjoy casual sex more than women, they try to force themselves into it because they this so badly it's want a, things a to be different. a of a
0: fact of life.
1: Exactly. But then it ends up harming them more. Mm-hmm. You're happier if you accept that it is the fact of life that men en- enjoy casual sex more, and then you behave accordingly.
0: Connecticut just announced throughout the state, the Department of Health.
1: Oh, I saw this.
0: They won't birth say... Birthing parent. That's right. On, on, on all matters pertaining to a birth in hospitals, mm-hmm. they no longer say mother, they mm-hmm. say birthing parent. Yep. So it bothers them that only mothers give birth, mm-hmm. so we will reject the fact that only mothers give birth.
1: Yep, exactly.
0: Because men give birth. By the way, it's very important that people understand the power of, of what it means that people now say men give birth, how society can have you say two and two is
1: five? Well, we see the the vocabulary changes going back to the Nazis and the communists. I mean, they would constantly change the, you know, the the diction in order to reflect a non-truth. Or they would say, just as President Biden is now saying, the economy is roaring. They, you know, Chairman Mao would say, oh, you know, production is at its all-time high, and we're producing all of this grain, and there's not a famine, et cetera. And it's, it's the complete opposite. So once you start changing the vocabulary and start just blatantly misrepresenting things, you're going down a really, really dark path.
0: That's why you need dissent.
1: And that's why you need to know history, too. The answers are right there. I know I'm obsessed with reading about history. I read a 1,000-page books about it. You don't need to read an 1,000-page book to see that this has happened, and the answers are right there. You're not the only one who's lost money this year. With the current economic volatility, you've got to find a way to protect your finances and retirement. Have you thought about it? One way to counteract this is to invest in gold. I just saw these two headlines. First, that the price of gold is at a two-week high and the dollar is at a two-week low. I'm considering investing in gold for my IRA. It's a great alternative investment option to real estate, bonds, and stocks. If you're concerned about your savings and your retirement is dropped, you should buy physical gold for your IRA. It's an especially good option because of the volatile market we're in. Stocks are crashing and the housing market is coming to a screeching halt. And guess what? Lear Capital is willing to give you 15000 in free gold or silver when you open a qualified account. Lear Capital is the gold standard in precious metals investing. It's been America's precious metals leader since 1997 They help their customers diversify their savings and retirement with unprintable physical gold and silver, providing long-term financial security. You should check out the good folks over at Lear Capital. Go to learcapital.com now. Protect your financial future at learcapital.com.
0: What else did you have in mind?
1: Well, last episode, we, at the end, teased that we were going to talk about this next time. I was talking to you about the way Jews view Christians. Mm -hmm. And you had this really interesting saying that I I don't want to exactly...
0: Well, you got it right right. when you You said You said
1: a lot of the ways that Jews view Christians are the ways that a lot of blacks view whites. Correct. Why was that? Why did you say that?
0: Well, a lot of of people, including a lot of Christians, don't know the amount of Christian anti-Semitism for 2,000 years, nearly 2,000 years it it's a it's a tragic fact of life and i say that as obviously one who's a big big defender of of americas christians but it, it is a fact i wrote a book on anti-semitism i have a chapter on christian anti-semitism i know a lot about it and it it's it's a sad fact of life that the rooted in the Christian anti-Semitism was theological more than racial. Nazi was racial, Christian was theological. Because if a Jew became a Christian, he was no longer hated. But if a Jew became a Christian in Nazi Germany, he was still hated. Because mm-hmm. that, was, that was racial. And the hatred emanated from two things. That Christ came to the Jews and they rejected his claims by, by and large. Most Jews rejected his claims being God's son, one with God, and and the Messiah. And the other is that they are accused in the New Testament of of, of actually conspiring to kill, I mean, it's the Romans, everybody knows the Romans who crucified him, but mm-hmm. through Jewish influence, let's say.
1: It says that in the New Testament. Yes, that it the does. Jew- Wow, yes. I didn't
0: know that. Well, it says, in fact, that the Jew said, "Let his—I'm I'm, paraphrasing—let let his blood be on us f- forever, or, or, or for generations. That we take this guilt with pride, almost, for his for his crucifixion. So, based on Jews being Christ killers and and re- rejectors of Christ, there was massive amount of anti-Semitism. I mean, it was so crazy. In England, every Jew was expelled in the Middle Ages. You know why? They accused the Jews of of slaughtering Christian children to use their blood to bake matzah for Passover.
1: Oh, I heard this. That's
0: known as the blood libel, Mm -hmm. the most famous lie in history. Mm -hmm. So so Jews all know this. The most secular Jew, most religious Jew, it's the only thing that that almost they both know of Jewish history, maybe the Holocaust. So... There is a residue of fear and and anger mm. at fear of and anger at Christians. Blacks in America many have this residue of fear and anger at whites. There, there wasn't there was no mass slaughter like there was in, in, in medieval Europe of, of Jews, but obviously there was slavery, and then there was Jim Crow. So it, it 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 is analogous, and they're both wrong. Jews are wrong for harboring this anger against American Christians, and blacks are wrong for harboring this anger. Generations later, when the majority of whites voted for a black man for president, just to give an example.
1: Right. Not to mention black senators or black no no everything or... no no
0: Oprah Winfrey. Of I course, mean, I, 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 look. Don't start me. Okay. The, 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 this the, Look, three million blacks have moved to this country from Africa and the Caribbean. They must know something American blacks, or at least many American blacks, right. are not willing to acknowledge. Right. It's the greatest country for a black human being to live. Period. End of issue. It is the greatest country for a Jew to live other than Israel. My father wrote his, his senior class thesis on anti-Semitism in America at City College of New York and raised my brother and me to believe we were the luckiest Jews in Jewish history Mm -hmm. to live in America.
1: So when I went to Israel a few months ago, one of the things that really stuck with me was how widespread anti-Semitism was, and arguably still is, but I'm going to say was for the purposes of this conversation. The pogroms in Russia, obviously the Jews were persecuted all over Western Europe. Even I learned in Israel that during World War II— Boats of Jews would go to Israel and the British, which ruled over the land at the time, would literally turn them away and send them back. Why do you think it was just so, so prevalent everywhere, this hatred of Jews? Okay,
0: well, that's a huge... I wrote a book on that called Why the Jews, and I think people would find it fascinating. Let me just say this because it's such a huge... There are so many big reasons, including but not at all only, envy. Why is there hatred of America? America did better. I don't, I don't mean financially. I mean... In
1: every way. Yes,
0: it made a better quality of life. Jews lived a better quality of life than the anti-Semite. Let's put it that way. And was was hated for it. So that's one. The chosen people was another one. Right. I, oh, By the way, I, I have a great take on this, that Jews are hated because they said they're the chosen people. If somebody walked, this is what I tell audiences. Let's say somebody, he met a homeless guy. It doesn't have to be homeless, but let's just imagine. And he told you, and I want you to know, God chose me you would be certain you met a crackpot. (laughs) You certainly wouldn't hate him. Right. So I always ask, why are Jews hated for believing they're the chosen people? Are Japanese hated? You know that the Japanese flag has a sun. Do you know why? Because do the Japanese believe they're the first country in the world to get the sun? It's the land of the rising sun. Mm -hmm. Do you know what China means in Chinese? Middle Kingdom. It's the center of the world. Right. The world circulates revolves around China. Right. Anybody hate the Chinese for that? Of course not.
1: Well exactly. So wait, wait, wait. So no, this no, is he's...
0: really, really critical. So why are Jews who were tiny? Right. Much smaller than the Japanese, let alone the Chinese, hated for saying God chose us. Most people should just say, if you believe that, great. Okay, have a nice day. What do I care? No skin off my back. They hate the Jews. The anti Semite hates the Jews because he believes the Jews are chosen.
1: Oh, that's fascinating, because they've been so successful at what they've done, and they because if they say they're chosen and they've been losers, that's right. Then they'd be like, okay, yeah, you're chosen. Yeah, that is exactly. That's interesting, isn't it? Well, one of the main things that I learned from your Bible commentary, and I, I loved when you wrote about this. When God says that the Jews are the chosen people, first of all, the Torah starts with the God with God of all humanity. Right. The Jews, Jews aren't introduced later. until like chapter seventeen or something with with Abraham or chapter twelve. See, I got I got to buff up on on my Genesis, but I know it's it's later. Right, right. And what you say? Is that God? When God says the Jews are chosen, He's not saying you are better. Never. He's simply saying you are chosen to spread the values right. of the Torah yes, I, and to be the example. I, I,
0: it's probably the thing I most often write in my comments.
1: Yes, it, 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 in, honestly, and that's that was why a revelation the Jews are. Me.
0: Yes, it's a revelation to most people. It's why they should read the Rational Bible. I mean, I mean it from the bottom. This podcast of my heart.
1: is just a living advertisement for the Rational Bible. Right. But even though not noted always, right
0: the the jews are depicted negatively
1: mm-hmm.
0: more than positively so how could it possibly exactly. be that they're better
1: right and to your point first of all it's it's not when they when god says they're chosen it's not that they're superior it's that they are chosen to do a specific task and number 2 to your point Honestly, everyone thinks they're chosen in some kind of way. Look at what we just talked about where my mom said to me, you are the most important thing in my world, Hmm. but you're not the most important thing in the world writ large. Or look at the example you just said about China and Japan. Every parent thinks that their kids are the best, or they love their kids more than they love people who aren't related to them. Everyone has some kind of hierarchy that they subscribe to, and,
0: and everyone welcome should welcome to life yes. exactly. If you're Romanian and you think Romania is the greatest country, I'm mm-hmm. happy for you. Mm-hmm. I have no desire to dispel that belief. I, 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 you'll love this. So, I, I spent a lot of time in Eastern Europe when it was communist, and a lot of time since, but especially when it was communist. So I remember in Sofia, Bulgaria. And I speak Russian, so it helped a lot because Bulgarian is very similar to Russian. So the I, I took a I did I violated my own rule. I took a tour. I, I they bore me out of my mind, official tours of cities. I go crazy out of boredom. I want to shoot the guy generally. So I almost <laughs> never did it. But I did it in Sofia. And it was only worth it because of one line that this young woman said. We know that we in Sophia have the finest drinking water in the world. And I thought, wow, that's great. Mm-hmm. I I actually was happy that she believed that. Mm-hmm. It's fine.
1: Every country thinks that they are, you know, every citizen of every country thinks that their country is the best in the world. You see on these travel sites when people travel to parts of Europe or Africa or just anywhere, people will go, oh, Kenya, the best country. Kazakhstan, the best country. And that's healthy.
0: Very healthy. That's great. That's right.
1: And the one country, increasingly nowadays, where people don't say that, ironically, is this one. That's right. The best country, actually. That's
0: right. The well, best meaning uh, so the most. You should know this successful. is the third edition of my book, Why the Jews. Mm-hmm. And it, it is, has a huge chapter on how anti Americanism and anti Semitism are virtually the same thing.
1: Why?
0: Well, we mentioned the success story. Right. America did better. Jews did better. They're hated for it. And did better isn't just financial, it's a factor, but it's not at all just that. They just made a better society. Also, Can you America... expand how
1: Jews did that? Because America, it's very clear. But for those Oh, who...
0: even, even when... Look, most Jews have been poor. This notion about the rich Jew is, is somewhat of a canard. The, the Jews of Eastern Europe were terribly poor. Terribly poor. They were hated as much as rich Jews. But Jews had had everywhere they lived, they had a more coherent or cohesive family life. They had much less alcoholic rates. I mean, you... you the, oh, oh, here's a big one. Virtually every Jewish woman that we have in recorded history was literate. Virtually 0% of non-Jewish women in those countries were wow. literate. I mean, the, the examples, they're all in the book, Why the Jews. So, the, it... Uh, Jews took care of each other. The, you, you didn't find, a, you know, a, a Jewish homeless guy because they made sure he had a home, right. or at least a place to live. You know, that, that's what a home is. Uh, America, and, America, and the Jews have another thing. They're both both Bible based, and the 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 America hater hates the Bible. And does wants it to play no role in people's lives. This is this this country, contrary to the propaganda that is told, was founded by Bible-based not all Christians. They were all Christians culturally and in terms of self identity, but they didn't all believe in the Trinity but it doesn't matter. They
1: were all ethical monotheists. They were all
0: ethical monotheists. By
1: the way, that was the next topic that we had teased in the last episode that we were going to talk about, so well done just seguing right, right into it. That is that America is truly uniquely a judeo-christian nation, uniquely rooted in the Old Testament.
0: Correct. So that's why there's a there's a verse from the Torah on the liberty bell.
1: I knew you were going to well, say that. Well, it's so Leviticus. important,
0: yep, for people to know that.
1: Uncle Tom
0: 2 is the eye-opening documentary everyone in America should see. Dennis Prager here and Uncle Tom 2 offers a compelling and brave analysis of the true history of black America. The cultural shift from prosperity, integrity, and faith to its current perceived state of anger, discontent, and victimhood. Uncle Tom II offers historical footage, photos, correspondence, and data to reveal the genuine strides of black America in the 20th century. The deliberate Marxist strategy to create racial tension and replace God with government. The NAACP's Sinister Agenda. The Fall of Black Harlem. The Truth Behind Black Lives Matter. And The Demoralization of America for Political Power. Don't miss Uncle Tom, too, from executive producer Larry Elder and director Justin Malone. With Brandon Tatum, Vodie bacham and Chad O'Jackson. Watch the movie on demand or buy the DVD now at SalemNow.com. That's SalemNow.com.
1: So why is it, do you think that they were so rooted in the Old Testament. And now I would argue that most Christians are primarily rooted in the New Testament and then obviously Jews are rooted in the Old Testament. Why were the founders uniquely rooted in both?
0: I don't have an answer. I can only tell you they were. And as a result, they produced the greatest country ever. They got, the, they got theology in many ways from the New Testament especially if they were Christian uh, Christian Christians, if you will, Orthodox Christians, small o. But they got their society-building ideas from the Old Testament.
1: Do you think that's because the Old Testament is more rules-based? Yes. Interesting. Uh, yes, there's no question. Would you agree now that most Christians focus primarily on the New Testament as opposed to the Old?
0: Well, this was this was true in the past although it's probably still true, it's very interesting. There were 4,000 reviews on Amazon on my two books of the of my Bible commentary. Mm-hmm. Fascinating how many, most of them are Christians, and right, boy, have I missed out not, not studying the Old Testament. Now I realize what's in there.
1: It, again, look how I started this episode in my very limited uh religious education as a child it was primarily New Testament focused
0: well, as I tell my Christian friends and the, I got a lot of them, I periodically will say, you know Jesus never read the New Testament
1: I know that's an astounding astounding fact
0: it, it, it's so obvious when you hear it
1: right but it's so and, but and it's so not obvious you knew just...
0: the Torah like I know the Torah
1: right. He was a Jew. And he said that he intended not to change... change wh- a
0: jot or a tittle. That's yes. the way it's translated. I think
1: I asked you this last time, but honestly, I'm forgetting what your answer was. What do you think Jesus would have thought of the New Testament?
0: It's impossible for me to answer. See, not being a Christian, but having great, obviously, Tremendous respect. Christians made the greatest country in the world. What according
1: to the Young Turks, you're a? Uh, oh, uh, that's right. Oh yes.
0: Uh, <laughs> oh, this is awesome. Just this past week on one of the most popular left wing podcasts in America, I was called a Christian ass kisser. Yes. It, it, it boggles the mind. It shows you the contempt for Christians that these people have. Oh
1: yeah.
0: You want to play it? You got it. Yeah, yeah here it play goes. It, John. Okay. Prager is Jewish, by the way. He's not Christian. And you would be surprised by that because he
1: kisses Christian nationalist ass 24 seven. Why? Because that's where his bread is buttered. So, and that's where his audience is. So he's like, oh, Christian right is awesome. And oh, says, please include me. Please include me. I mean, later when you know Armageddon happens and you murder all the Jews. Oh, it's okay, it's okay. As long as you keep sending checks. Are they trying to imply that Christians are going to murder all the Jews? Yes.
0: Oh, he, he can't stand Christians. This guy can't, and he can't stand this Jew who loves them.
1: And you do love Christians, Dennis, but you also, we've done it on this very podcast, we talk about parts of Christianity or the way, certainly the way that it's been taught that we think aren't so good.
0: Yes. No, obviously. (laughs) And and Christians seem to take it all right.
1: Yeah, exactly. By
0: the way, there's no group that takes criticism as well as Christians.
1: Or conservatives. Or conservatives, but (laughs) certainly, but especially Christians. Mm-hmm. Yes, they usually are
0: synonymous, that's right. Uh, i give an example. The uh, the the infamous artwork called Piss Christ, you know about this? No. Oh, I love telling you things you don't know. Piss Christ was very big in the 90s, I think. This, this so-called artist, Andre Serrano, mm-hmm. he put a crucifix in a jar of his urine. Oh my Called God. it Piss Christ, and it went from museum to museum, oh, including museums God. that got National Endowment for the Humanities money. So I have pointed out many times. It's sick. Well, but it, it's, worth, it's, of course, it's sick, but it's cowardice. Would he ever do that with the Quran?
1: Or, oh, Or a picture oh. of Muhammad? Forget about it.
0: Nah, why? Because he'd be killed. Whereas you could do it to Christians. Exactly. Nothing. You don't need a bodyguard.
1: And the yes, exactly. The fact that he can do that, actually, the joke's on him because he's showing yes. how accepting That's right. and great Christianity and is and That's tolerant right. yes. that you could literally piss in a cup and put a crucifix in there yeah. and it's fine. Right. He's he's actually, ironically, for those who understand it and who That's are smart right. enough making to the see case it, making the case for Christianity. That's
0: correct. Was my point.
1: Honestly, I mean, I remember like when I at school would have debates with leftists and they would talk about how horrible conservatism is or how horrible Christianity is. I would say to them, and I don't think they would understand it, you actually are living proof for why these things are really good and why we need them to counteract people like you. Yes. But they don't understand that. They
0: don't. Well, as I said in the middle of the podcast, my dad told me he was an Orthodox Jew. Wrote his thesis on Christian anti on not Christian, on, on on anti was it Christian or American? I don't remember. On anti-Semitism in America, right? And he said, "With he's the luckiest Jew who ever lived, being a Jew in America." So I I was taught to appreciate maybe. Well, I was going to say maybe you have to if suffered like Jews have, but. Most, I'm sorry to say most of my fellow Jews are ingrates with regard to America. Well, and it, it, it pains me terribly.
1: That's actually what I wanted to ask you next. And again, we also teased this last episode. I want, I want to ask you how you were taught about the Holocaust. Because I do agree with you that so many Jews nowadays are ingrates. Not just Jews, just people in America in general are ingrates. They don't know how lucky they are. But also I have been really just amazed throughout my life as to how little the Jews that I know talk about the Holocaust. And relatedly yeah, that's
0: generation. They've never it like was, really
1: used it as a victim card.
0: Well, that's true. That's,
1: and I and I admire that hugely. You're name. right.
0: That that's to Jews' credit.
1: It, it totally is. That's, so that's right. and I've never asked a Jewish friend of mine. actually I have with one of them but my point is i don't ask it often and i've never asked you how was it taught to you the holocaust
0: well it's a large subject but i remember the exact night that i learned about it Mm -hmm. there when i was a kid the most popular one of the most popular tv shows was called the 20th century walter cronkite who was there's no peer like that today he he was the voice of truth to americans newscaster on CBS he was the narrator and a great voice and they showed Hitler on one of the episodes we watched it every week Sunday night at seven I think so I was like 10 years old and they showed Hitler and I go mom dad who, who's 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 Hitler and they said he was a very bad man he killed six million Jews and I remember being stunned for six million Jews were killed. And this mm-hmm. wasn't that long before that. Mm-hmm. Fifteen years ago, you know, from when I asked the question, that's nothing. It's yesterday.
1: Oh, my gosh. You're so right. Yes. right. It was so recent. Yes. It, at the World time you War, asked. World
0: War II when I was a kid.
1: Yeah. We said was, that last podcast. It was recent. Mm-hmm. It,
0: it would be like the withdrawal of almost uh, almost like the withdrawal of afghanistan to you
1: right
0: so it 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 just i i didn't say anything i just it never left my mind
1: did they did they say more or did you i, ask I don't more remember questions? i i can't
0: remember i think i i don't know what there was left to ask i didn't go oh I, really are you exaggerating well,
1: how or why or
0: yeah i know i don't remember it, it was like that was enough for me to know to know how much evil there was in the world
1: are you angry or were you angry
0: what was my emotion um more oh my god than anger i did develop anger I watched the diary of Anne Frank when I was in high school on TV and I wrote my emotions right after. So it it so I'll just because we got to come to a close I'll just tell you you'll find this fascinating. I think I think you know this but so I was I was preoccupied with good and evil from a very early age. And it was so hard for me to find a girl as a girlfriend. It wasn't hard to find girls. I get it.: I know you do. But with guys. I mean, in the what dating am I going to do? Like, talk on a date about good and evil? I know.
1: Who wants Tell to, me about who it?: Wants to talk about good and evil? Tell me about it.
0: But in that regard, there's no difference from when I was your age and now. Most of the guys aren't thinking about good and evil, mm-hmm. and most of the girls weren't thinking about good and evil. Right. So it's not easy to find somebody. That's why I'm, I'm, I'm on this worldwide lookout for you, because I know <laughs> it, 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 isn't, it isn't easy.
1: No, it's not.
0: Uh, look, it took me a really long time, mm-hmm. you know, and, and you know how great it is now. I mean, I have a remarkable wife. Who does talk about good and evil,
1: <laughs> and a lot more than that too, and a lot more than that. Well, I can't believe right now. I know we have to come too close, but I, but I want to just say, I mean, what's going on with the Uyghurs right now it is like a modern day Holocaust. It is so unbelievably terrible, and what happened, you know, isn't with, it amazing? With Israel, the Khmer Rouge.
0: Israel defends itself against Hamas. And the world is preoccupied with Israel.
1: Yes. Twelve yes.
0: Palestinians killed.
1: Yes, exactly. What is it,
0: a million Uyghurs? I don't know what, what number oh, we're da- up it's to. it's
1: definitely in the millions. And I was just reading an article about China is performing, yeah. um, like, doing organ, organ transplants. Transplants on, right. on Uyghurs and r- religious dissidents writ yes. large. It's, it's horrible. And the other thing is I traveled to Cambodia in 2018, and... I think I learned about it before I was there, and I think it's one of the reasons why I wanted to go. But okay.
0: it was let me only tell you something.
1: about the genocide. The Nobody number knows of about guys
0: it. you will go on a date with who know who Pol Pot was is close to zero. Oh,
1: totally. And and actually, what's so interesting to me, and I've pointed this out a few times with regard to the the privilege point. You know, all, the left talks so much about privilege, own your privilege, check your privilege, understand your privilege, and yet the things that they complain about and the things that they whine about and seek to change the birth certificate from mother to birthing parent only the most privileged cohort in the history of the world could spend time worrying about that similarly they actually talk a lot about this you know this idea that white people are valued or paid more attention to than non-white people actually the fact that so many people are ignoring what's happening to the Uyghurs and so many people are ignoring what what happened to the Cambodians may substantiate that point. A lot of people don't care about what's going on in China because they think, oh, it's just like that. That's what happens in those parts of the world. You know, that's in right. our in our section of the world, people are even though they think it's so horrible, subconsciously they're like, well, this is the section of the world where when people are treated mm-hmm. human. You know, humanely. But then in China, oh, yes, it's terrible, but that stuff kind of happens there. Well,
0: they got the Uyghurs. We got the Me Too movement.
1: Yeah, exactly. Oh, God. Pray for us, everyone. God knows we do. I'm sorry, Shanzi. Website?
0: Where to reach you?
1: You know, I was gonna do it anyway without you reminding me, but yeah, sure. Yeah, oh man. I, I was actually going to do it at the beginning, but I was so damn eager to tell that date story. At Dennis Julie Pod on Instagram, at Dennis Julie Pod on Twitter, and Dennis and Julie Podcast on Facebook, and our social media sites are kind of going to get a new look and revamp pretty soon. So look out. So for to that. watch
0: again, to watch, it's on YouTube.
1: Yes, you can watch hear, it. To hear it's all over. To hear it, it's on Spotify and Apple at Dennis Julie Pod.
0: You're great, Jules. Great to be with you.
1: Ditto. And email me, Julie at Julie hartmancom
0: And up on the wind it's carried, Over the scene is in the flame.